Hey everybody, welcome to the Create Radio Show. I'm your host Jason Evans. With me through the Zoomer is Kyle Lee. And then we've got Chris Ainsworth over there on the mix. Let's get this thing started. That was like a good uh, sitcom finger shoot. It was. Like the camera just, you were doing something like your ordinary thing and then the camera got to you and you, then your name comes up. You know what should, I'm talking I should about. Have just it was turned perfect. into it. You should have. Like, do it like again. Family matters. Do it again. <laughs> That's nice. Well, hey guys, um, it's just us today. Unfortunately, Kyler could not be here. And uh, she has a <laughs> oh, dang it, wrong one again. Whoa. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Man, Chris. By episode 200, Chris is going to know where that button <laughs> That's is. That's right. <laughs> episode 149, no. But uh-huh. by episode 200, dang it. <laughs> we'll get that one right. Oh, man, we're totally leaving that That was in. worse than WandaVision. So. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was worse. So I'm not sure about that. Mm. But hey, uh, it's been another week, guys. Um, a lot has happened. And uh, we are still celebrating Women's Appreciation Month, uh, which it feels weird to say that um, now that Kyler's not with us. But um, hey, uh, she'll join us later in this podcast because she's actually going to be our guest this week. So, um, you know, Kyle, I I thought, you know, she joined this uh, podcast, I think, right before Christmas in uh, 2019. And she just kind of was became a, a guest host and then, you know, kept kept on and kept on and became a co-host and then Chris you joined mm-hmm. as our producer but I got to thinking I don't think we've ever actually like introduced who Kyler is <laughs> to the world <laughs> like I think she just showed up and her opinions became valid and uh, now she's a part of the show so we're going to talk to her a little bit later today but before we get to that guys um want to talk about our gathering that we had on March 9th, just last Tuesday, and uh, it was at Spring Creek in Oklahoma City, and um, A, I, I enjoyed it very much. I thought it was a, a fun time to, to get together, but I wanted to hear what you guys thought and uh, let the listeners know, because maybe they weren't able to make it, and um, just want to get your feel for it. It was great. Um, not only, okay, I think it was something, we kind of took a leap, right? We've been doing the same thing for uh, seven years. I don't know. Is yeah. that how long? Uh, I think six with the with the the gatherings. Yep. Okay, six years doing pretty much the same thing, same format, adjusting it here and there. Um, you know, and then just kind of what we've talked about, what we talked a little bit about last night. This last year kind of brought about very clearly a need, a shift that needed to happen, and we just kind of jumped off the diving board and went for it. Um, and I think it was good. I mean, I think it was challenging for those that were there. Um, I think that it was fulfill, like filled you up with some hope and some, uh, you know, it was just good. It was good to just be together in person, yeah. Um, getting to worship together, getting to sing together, and that has I was something I was most excited about. I was like, man, I just haven't been able just like loitering with people, like. <laughs> In a year, you know, yeah. it was a year from the time we were recording this. It was like a year ago today that the, uh, you know, the Thunder game got stopped. Yep. And everything, at least in Oklahoma, was when it finally was like, oh, this is for real. And so, um, it was just, it was good. It was refreshing. Chris, what do you think? No, it, it really was good to to be back and with fellow creatives and uh, like minded and legit people. Um, but no, it was really good. I really liked the layout of the, the night and, um, just kind of the elements we brought that we haven't brought in past, uh, gatherings. One of my favorite things was, uh, for all those that didn't come, we had a pamphlet that had like, um, like the uh, verses, uh, the words to the songs and all that. So, uh, it was like really low key, but one of my favorite things was, uh, we had a prayer in our little booklet thing and, um. It was just, it's a really nice sense of unity hearing someone pray like a prayer together like that mm-hmm. instead of just like 
everyone praying something to themselves and like that. But that that was one of my favorite parts. It was just a real sense of unity. It was just it was a good night. I really liked it. Awesome. I'm glad I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Um because we 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 tried as best we could to make even even you guys uh and Kyler and anyone else who is a part of our team participants. Um, and not like, you know, workers, like you weren't having to do a whole lot yourself. And, um, because that, I, I don't know, I think that maybe it was part of the, the onus with trying to change the format was, um, you know, creative people are always working when there's a church service going on and there's, you know, just always buttons to be pushed. So we, um, we tried to make it as simple as we could. We didn't have projection. We didn't have lyrics on screen. We just printed a, a little program that, that had all the words, like you mentioned, Chris. And, um, we tried to make it where there really wasn't like, we didn't even have anyone in the sound booth. We didn't have anyone, you know, running a camera to record it. We just kind of set all that up beforehand and, uh, you know, just, just went with it. And, but a lot of that was to try to create a space where for once the people who do the the media stuff at the church didn't have to do anything except worship and except take part, um, in, in the message. And so, uh, um, you know, me personally, I thought it was a wonderful evening. Uh, I, I, I very much cherish the, the, the opportunity to get to share and to speak. And so, um, uh, I can only hope that it, that it, was received okay and that it was presented okay, but, um, it was fun for me. Like I, I enjoyed that. And, um, you know, for, for, we, we teased before the event, Hey, you want to come because it's unlike anything we've ever done. And, uh, you know, Kyle, you, you mentioned it, but it's like, we, we purposely went way outside of our norm. Um, because as we approach 2021, we've said a lot on this podcast, but we feel the need is to, to try to reach the creative spiritually, more so than practically. There's, there are millions of resources out there um, to teach you how to do something uh, creatively and to teach you how to build a stage a set design cheap and to, to teach you how to do this. But um, sometimes there's a lacking resource in trying to help people realize that um, when you're doing all the work for the Lord, sometimes you're missing the opportunity to be with the Lord. And so especially here in 2021, that's going to be our sole focus is trying to get creatives to, to spend time with God and uh, I hope we did that uh, at our gathering. But um, but yeah, I had fun. So if you were there, um, we, we want to hear your feedback. Uh, we got some feedback right you know, in the moment, but we'd love to, to hear from it. And if you didn't make it, um, our next one will be May 11th in Tulsa. And um, we're, we're finalizing our location right now. But uh, just make plans now. Put that in your calendar, May 11th, uh, in that evening, 630 to 830. Uh, we, we hope you'll be there. So um but yeah, do you guys have any anything else you, you wanted to add before we move on? It was really good. <laughs> really, great. Really What's good. more creative than just doing something totally different than you've ever done? That's true. That's true. And and one one other thing kind of on that note, Kyle, is um and Chris, you mentioned the other yeah, the prayers and in, in the the guide and you know, for for probably most of our listeners, um, and many of the people who've attended our events in the past, um, that may sound a little foreign. Um, that's not uncommon in the the global big C church at all, but in, in our tradition, uh, maybe it is, but that's kind of probably how we're trying to instigate creative things um, is to maybe stretch us a little bit into outside of what our current normal tradition might be. And so recited prayers, reading prayers out loud together. Um, it, it can be a little scary the first time you do it, a little uncomfortable, but um, that's probably some of the ways we're going to try to creatively um, infuse these evenings um, in ways maybe we didn't expect or are not used to just to purposely challenge us. Challenge us. Um, so yeah. But anyway, let's do top three, Chris. Top three. Um, I've got a top three for you guys that um, I hope is exciting. I, I honestly, I kind of wanted Kyler to be here, but maybe we'll we'll address this in the interview. Um, Kyle, you brought up the horribleness that was Wandavision right off the top of the show. Yes, but, I wanted to just pick that scab. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is what I want. I want the top three to be your top three season one Wandavision moments. Hmm. So these are these are the top three moments. Um, so we'll try to keep it as positive as we can, or at least uh, positively explain your the 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 low lights. <laughs> top three one division moments in season one. Who wants to go first? Oh, that's a hard one for me. <laughs> All the moments were leading up to some epic ending that didn't exist. So. This is true, but that's why I wanted to to leave it at top three. 
Uh, let's see here. I liked the magic show that they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Was that episode two, I think? Yeah. I think it was two or three. I enjoyed that. Let's see, another moment. I mean, when when Pietro came, that was great. If it would have been different. A better payoff. <laughs> yeah. It set it up for a really good payoff that never happened. Yeah. But for a week or so, it was like, oh, this is cool. Um, And then, I don't know. I guess in the finale when I'm already doing spoilers. <laughs> yes, yeah, so here's your spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. In the finale, whenever Vision and other Vision are like, um, basically like using their intelligence mm-hmm. and like logic to instead of that's they're like logic fighting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Instead of just. I liked that part um, because the whole time you got to remember that Wanda, it's not actually Vision. It's Wanda's memory of Vision arguing with the actual Vision. Yeah. And it's just like, man, how powerful is she? She's doing all this other stuff and this is just happening subconsciously, mm-hmm. <laughs> like through her power. And so I liked that. And then he flew off into who knows where. <laughs> to never be <laughs> to, seen again. To never be seen again. Yeah. So yeah. I was don't don't you don't even bother watching the end credits or the post credit scenes because those are stupid and um <laughs> zero like zero percent cool or exciting. Nothing matters about those. They're super dumb. <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh before we get before we go too negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um let's see. My third would be I really liked her outfit. I mean, I, I like the upgrade a little bit. The the finished the finished Scarlet like Witch. once she stole yeah. Agnes's powers and she got all Scarlet got, got new drip as those young kids say nowadays. Um She's dripping. She was dripping. Um that that was that was that looked good. Uh second would be um I love a lot of visuals uh, in that show. I really like the the effects of when Vision was trying to escape the hex. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That was really good. And then also number one, uh, I love the the visuals of when Wanda created the hex. Like she just like, uh, exploded in the house. Yeah, and that's a not a re- really good way to describe what happened, but. <laughs> But I think we understand yeah. what you're talking about. Okay, so no, I did. I did. Hey, I got an honorable mention okay. that might be better than any of the other ones that I said. Um, the where uh, Agatha takes her back and like through time through her life. Yeah, I liked those mm-hmm. where it was like going back. The specifically the one from uh, where she's with Hydra, like like a Hydra prisoner or test subject or whatever. Yeah, and she like sees the vision of herself. I thought that helped connect some dots and basically rewrite what the MCU had already said had happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, they kind of played it off like, well, they just didn't know that's what had happened because, it, you know, the little video like blips right there, the Hydra people. Yeah. Like all of a sudden she falls down. They didn't see any of that yep. stuff that she saw. Yeah. Uh, a big win for Disney um, and Marvel, not only in the attention and for, you know, at least like for four weeks, we created a monoculture again, which it's hard to do in our, you know, uh, internet age. until the royal interview until the royal interview exactly but so so props to them for doing that um they and they did officially retcon wanda um you know she she got an entirely new origin story even if we don't fully know what it is um at this point um yeah they definitely opened the door and i think that was so you know i think the highlight moment for me was the pietro introduction mm. and then into the next episode with the malcolm in the middle you know, style. I like that. Um, but, uh, I think that was the highlight. That was definitely the, the part that I was most in on the, the whole series. So it was that episode end of episode five, I think, um, you know, even though the payoff wasn't there, I do think Marvel 
still open that door, you know, that everybody wants. They want to see the X-Men. They want to see the Fantastic Four in the MCU. So um, props to them for that. Uh, that was a, a highlight. Um, uh, the the other I I loved the the TV storytelling I loved mm-hmm. going through the sitcoms and and honestly anytime they pulled out of the sitcoms I became less interested um, I loved yeah I like Jimmy Woo um, so he was a great addition outside of the world um, but but really anytime they were inside the the TV world uh, I just loved it because I geek out about that stuff and I like the way they use the different camera movements and the different uh, you know the frames and and all that stuff and so um, for me I gradually started losing interest the less and less they were in the the TV world and so by the time that the modern family one uh, came out I was I was honestly starting to to wane on my overall interest but so that was a highlight though is the the, the mm-hmm. TV sitcom elements. Um, and then uh, another another highlight for me is the fact that uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen were playing Elizabeth Olsen playing yeah. Wanda. Do you like that? You thought that worked yeah. out well? Yeah, <laughs> couldn't even tell it wasn't Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Um, so uh, those are two, and then um, I think my third highlight was just actually getting to see Paul Bettany actually kind of perform a little bit. It wasn't just question answer. It wasn't you know he actually there was a little bit of emotion. Um, that he was able to show, so I I, I like that. But the um, I, I liked his interactions with people in his office, kind of the inside jokes of like computer intelligence and AI and uh, the emails and all that kind of stuff. I I like those scenes. But yeah, so that was it. Um, anything else you guys want to add? Try better next time. Try better. Hey, could have um, ended better. We'll get to we'll get to find out here in uh just uh actually the end of a this year. week. No, at the end of this week we'll get to see what Disney Plus has to offer with uh Falcon and Winter Soldier. So uh, I know no, no. I know you're excited about that, Kyle. Uh the biggest fart noise possible. <laughs> Insert that here. <laughs> that, no one's excited for that it, nonsense. It's Marvel's version of Psych. You think so? Yeah, it'll be it's, that. It's gonna be that. <laughs> when they did in the uh, the trailer, when they had the staring contest, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be psych. <laughs> that's we don't that's probably need Marvel's version of psych. Psych is still alive and well. Yeah, I mean the series isn't, but yeah. they just released the new movie. Yeah, they last did have year. a new movie come out. So, but hey, uh, this has been top three. Let's uh, uh, let's let's put an end on the chapter of Wandavision. This has been top three. Uh, well, guys, we have a wonderful guest with us today, and it is none other than Kyler Clapp. Uh, yeah, there we go. I hit the right one. <laughs> you all know her as a co-host of the Create Radio Show, but um, she she does so much more than that. Not only is she just someone who uh, genuinely enjoys life, uh, she manages the social media accounts for the Oklahoma District Council. Uh, she plays music. She writes her own, performs her own music. She's a worship leader. And uh, really just a uh, cool person to be around. So uh, we got to talk with Kyler and uh, just get out your notebook, get ready to take notes because she'll be dropping all kinds of knowledge. So let's get to it. Here's our conversation with Kyler Clapp. Well, hey, Kyler, thank you so much for joining us on the Create Radio Show. This is uh, admittedly kind of, uh, I think it's a long time coming. Oh, you know, you've been on the show for a long time, but uh, we realized you've you've never actually been properly introduced. Like, yeah, I kind of just hopped yeah, in. You just you just hopped in. I think on like one segment to to get started, and then by the next week, you were just there for the the whole episode, and you've been here ever since. I think I kind of hopped on by accident. Yeah, wasn't like, I just here one day when you guys were yeah, recording? Yeah, you were just in the room, and we're like, hey, <laughs> what? Here's the microphone. So, um, but after all this time. Uh-huh. We realize you've never had a proper introduction right. to the audience. Right. Um, and also, with it being Women's Appreciation Month, we just thought uh, this would be fun to give you the opportunity to to um, share about yourself. So, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. I do want to ask you, can you, in three words, describe oh. yourself? Yeah, I'd say funny. That's yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no, funny, um, funny, awkward, and joyful. Yeah, those are, those are good. Funny, awkward, and joyful. That describes Kyler Clapp. Um, well, Kyler, for people who may not know, or maybe they're new to the show, can okay. you tell us a little bit about uh, where you come from and and who you are? Where I come from, the Boons of Oklahoma. That's right. Um, I'm originally from a very small town. I'm in Oklahoma. Um, 
I grew up there my whole life. And then within the past, I think I'm trying to figure out how long I've been in the city. Uh, was it 21? Five years. I've lived in Oklahoma City. Um, so yeah, my dad was a pastor in my hometown, and that's kind of how I got exposed to all this this mess. <laughs> for better, for worse. <laughs> for better, for worse. Um, we were a super small church, so we didn't have like any of the technology or anything. So I grew up more on the music side of things. But yeah, now I'm in the city. And here you are, and on the creative where radio they show. have Wi-Fi. <laughs> Just everywhere. Just everywhere. <laughs> well, uh, so I know for, for, for this month and for the interviews you've been doing, you've been playing a, a version of This or That. Yes. So we are going to play This or That. Yes. Okay. And, okay. Um, I'm going to ask one that, that I remember you asking okay. the other guests. And okay. so we'll start easy. Coffee or tea? Tea. Uh, darn. Both. Is that an option? Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> It's coffee. Well, no, hold on. Producer Chris, you be the judge. Is it, can you say both or does it have to be one or the other? This or that. I mean, it's called this. Okay. Chris mm, says you have to choose no, one. It's coffee. So coffee, it's coffee. Coffee. Okay. Uh, TV or movies? Uh, movies. <sighs> Movie theater or at home? At home. Really? Yeah. Really? I like the experience, but sometimes being around people is not my fave. <laughs> okay. So that was my next one. Around people or isolated? Uh, I really has to be in between around people. <sighs> Sorry. Around uh. people. Okay. You don't have to be ashamed of that. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I'm an, I'm a hard extrovert with introverted tendencies. So I recharge by being introverted. I got you. By introverted things. Okay. Um, we're going to go Bible. Are you an Elijah guy or Elisha guy? Elijah. Have you ever thought about that before? No. <laughs> good. Well, that, that's a good reaction. Because he's the one that the Lord teleports. Yes. That's why I want to be him. <laughs> one way to put it. I'm late to a lot of things. And so you just wish. I've prayed many times, Lord, if you want to teleport me, now's fine. <laughs> well, um, wow. And then the last one, um, would you say you are a Wanda? Yeah. Uh. Or a Monica? Oh, I, I'm going to say Monica. Okay. Just because I've never vibed with Wanda. Okay. Well, I really only wanted to ask that one because we, we, uh, we all have opinions about WandaVision. So I just kind of wanted to bring you down for a second. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Monica because she has more to do with Captain Marvel and okay. I'm, I stand. Yeah, Captain you're definitely Marvel. team. Oh yeah, team Captain Marvel. And I just Wanda's too uh, jaded for me, and Monica seems very like focused. Mm -hmm. All so right. I'm All excited right. to see where they take her character. Yeah, that's cool. Well, this has been this or that. So you you survived. You made it through. So congratulations. <laughs> wow. <laughs> maybe. Well, <laughs> well, well, go ahead. I was gonna say maybe I should like. <laughs> Test my own games before I play them because I can't. Uh, Anyways. Anyway, uh, let's get down to business. It's Women's Appreciation Month. Yes. We are here in March. And uh, Kyler, you you had this idea. And I, I just wanted to to get your words on, you know, why is it important that, A, I guess this month exists in a, in a global cultural context. But why is it important that, that we um, take part in it as well? Mm -hmm. I think it's really important. Um in, in a global context, from my experience, I went on a missions trip um, like three years ago. And in one of the schools we were in, they were celebrating National Women's Day. Like they had a big Muhair poster on mm -hmm. the wall and like they made it super, they were super adamant about celebrating women. Um, and it's a third world country where like sex trafficking is huge, like all of these things. And so that really kind of like flipped my mindset about like okay why isn't America as passionate about it I guess um especially with us being one of the most it seems like we're one of the most um maybe progressive countries mm -hmm. when it comes to women's rights and acknowledging women and um all the work they do so I think it's super important in a global context to to celebrate that especially when it comes to voting and um women having more opportunities here and then within the church i think um the church should be the ones to set the cult or set the trends for culture mm -hmm. and so with 
I guess, secular culture being more, um, again, progressive in that area when it comes to women um, acknowledging their work more, um, kind of respecting them more as equals. I think the church has fallen behind in that area. Um, so I think a lot of women are missing their true callings, which sounds cliche, but they're missing um, tr- their true callings and opportunities because um, the way church culture has shaped women in ministry. Hmm. I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I I, I just kind of want to like, can you go a little bit deeper on that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's super important because I think we women in the church are having to work through a lot of stereotypes, standards, because we are, it seems to be primarily male dominated, um, whether it's preaching, media, um, even music. Like if you look at the CCM, like I was looking on Spotify the other day and I was trying to find a a female Christian artist that would like the genre or her sound would match the playlist I was making. And there was like two, but I pulled up like 10 bands full of guys. Um, and so I think we're just having to work. I don't want to discount the work men are doing, but I think we're having to work twice as hard to break off, um, stereotypes and different, you know, requirements like a, glass ceiling type mm-hmm. of thing yeah um which is i mean it's things as petty as like what we wear and how we act and how we speak um but it is it is what it is yeah well i mean it's unfortunately it is it is there it is um something that that you have to deal with mm-hmm. that i mean i i don't i mean in 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 a lot of ways but it's so crazy to me in the church as i think we've talked about a lot on this podcast there are many crazy things in the church when you look at the bible but like right. i mean biblical context shows very powerful women right. leaders mm-hmm. and so it's it's unfortunate it's been such a, a battle um, right. so that's why when you when you presented this and said hey we should do this in the month of march i thought it was just a brilliant idea um, not only because it gets new voices in the creative sphere, but just it it it, it creates this opportunity to maybe break some of those uh, barriers mm-hmm. and those walls down. So um, on the creative side, you know, um, how did you kind of find yourself just doing creative things? We we uh, when we introduced you, we said that you uh, you know do the social media stuff, but you also you're a songwriter, you you, wor- you lead worship, you do all that. How did you just find yourself in that world? I think um, the main thing, my parents are both very creative people. Um, my dad would like show me how to draw. Like I'm not a drawing artist by any means whatsoever, but he would like, when I needed to doodle something for class, he would show me how. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom, I mean, they both play instruments. Um, so they're very involved that way. Um, or, I, yeah, they were very like hands-on musically. So they, um, they just kind of, showed me all of that like my mom went back to school when I was in high school and um I think I talked about one time but she was doing a songwriting class um because her major was music education and she was like hey help me write this song Mm -hmm. and so we sat down at the piano and she like helped me come up with the melody um so they really gave me a lot of room to just be creative and I had a very active imagination as a child <laughs> and they yeah, hold on. you wrote uh, for, yeah, our, for our yeah. website you wrote about your uh, pet armadillo <laughs> right i had this imaginary friend that was like an armadillo in our backyard and, and i was just color is pink right? it was pink and i was trying to figure out her name i was texting my mom <laughs> trying to be like what's her name um but yeah so they and they what helped me there too was they helped me bring that creativity into the church. So they would let me sing specials in church. They would let me be a part of the church plays. They, Mm. um, just different stuff like doing crafts. And I always just really, I don't know. I just really resonated with all the artsy things. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. And it's a a great inroad, um, to doing that. And I mean, you've obviously grown and developed and, and all that. Would you say you still like doing it? Oh yeah, I love doing it. <laughs> it's the highlight of my job. Yeah, <laughs> um, among the many lowlights. Right, and I I love doing it because what I would consider a coloring book when I was little, like what that is now for me is Photoshop. Yeah. So it's a lot easier. Yeah. And you can erase, right? Right. And you can erase and <laughs> yeah. save. And yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. Um, so uh, for you working in the church um, and uh, doing creative things in the church, have there been any, you mentioned the obstacles women face and stuff like that. I mean, do you have any stories you uh, would like to share where, where you were forced to overcome some things um, in as being a woman in the church creatively? 
Creatively, um, I can't think of a creative scenario. Um, well, I mean, or just anything in general. I, I have been in instances when I've been the only female on a creative team, um, which I haven't run into any obstacles because I try to keep the attitude that I have a different perspective and I bring something different to the table. Um, but I mean, when it comes to like being a female in ministry, I've had, you know, family members reach out like rebuking me because they believe a different way. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's fun stuff. But, um, I think the biggest obstacle would probably just be the again the stereotype there is and I think sometimes I let my mind play too much into that like well I'm walking into a room and this is what they expect of me this is how I have to be this is how I have to behave and uh to get my mind out of that I I you know I of course I pray about it but I like I know the Lord has called me to like be where I am um and he's equipped me with everything I need to handle everything I'm up against um and even when I feel like I don't have everything, you know, and our weakness, he's strong, but mm -hmm. you know, all the churchy things. Um, so what would you hope or, or what are some ways maybe that the church can help, uh, diminish those stereotypes or embrace, um, and empower women? Um, you know, you know, cause we, we've talked about it with your guests that you brought on this month and, um, you know, in the creative world, all those obstacles exist mm -hmm. as well. So like, what are ways that the church can empower women? Um, to, to get rid of these stereotypes and these obstacles. Right. I think to help us overcome those obstacles would just to be given, give women um, the space and the freedom to be who God has called them to be and to give them a voice as well. I just like scrolling through Instagram, like I'll look at churches pages for fun and the women, um, just to be blunt, all the pastors look the same, like all the girls dress the same. And so you have, women in the congregation looking up on stage thinking like, oh, that's how it has to be um, or that's how I have to look, all of that. And so, man, diversity is key. And I don't mean just skin color. I mean mm. like personality types, um, the way people express themselves like artistically, um, the way they communicate. Because some, you know, some churches are very, um, most of their women on staff are very like quiet and reserved. And then you have the opposite under like the opposite end of that, where um, women are very, you know, outspoken and mm -hmm. loud. And so man, just be diverse and give women um, a place to um, just be there, I guess um, champion, champion the women in your church, find who those women are, find the women who are championing, championing other women. Um, because there's just a big stigma, too, that we're always having to compete against each other, um, which is just something society's bred. And so I think it would be really powerful if women in the church began to break that, um, that whatever societal, mm -hmm. what would that be called? Societal Like the societal stigma. norms or the yeah, stigmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a societal stigma and just began to, you know, champion each other. And it'd be great if our brothers in Christ were there to back us up what to, that was i was kind of wanted to ask something like so what does that look like how how do uh we show support as males in the church or um you know i mean we're sitting across this table we work together every mm -hmm. day like what are ways that we can show support um to women right i mean first off i would say it's kind of like vague but i mean treat us equally um you know we we have all the capability to get up and share the gospel just as much as anybody else. Um, and a lot of times people are going to be like, oh, they get emotional. Well, there's like, we've gotten really good about keeping a professional, um, I guess, stance on mm -hmm. things when it comes like that. But as, as men, um, like I was saying, just find, find the women on your team and really champion them and teach them and, you know, Pour, pour into them. Yeah, so. that's good. That's good. I just wish. I mean, I know it. It, it sounds so much like wishful thinking. You're talking about cultural norms mm -hmm. and the stigmas, and and because uh, I mean, it it goes both ways. You know, everyone's got their assumptions and their stereotypes in their head. It doesn't matter what it what it is. Everyone's got them. Mm -hmm. Those biases are, are there. But it's just like I long for a day where like you could walk inside a church and it's like the only 
stereotype or the norms or whatever the Bible tells us right, are normal. Right. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. the world's norms or the world's stigmas. It's just whatever scripture says. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know there are people, you mentioned someone in your family who I'm sure they can find scripture as a reason why, you know, women shouldn't have a voice or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I just wish we could walk into a church and things be more normalized as far as we are all followers of Christ. Right. You know, right. Like, uh, I don't know. I just wish we could create things that would all Right. <laughs> and I think, I just wish people could get it in their noggins, like we're all created equal. Mm-hmm. And I think that thought's scary just because pride starts to like, and like the thought of maybe people not getting recognized for things that they've done. Like, well, I've worked this hard and yeah. just stuff like that. And it's like, we're, we're not a threat to each other. Yeah. Like, the genders are not a threat where we work and we complement each other, like everything we do. And so to have an all male led team, like you're going to be missing something and to have an all female team, yeah. like you're going to be missing something. It works both ways. So yeah, I wish yeah, people would begin to see that. I mean, hopefully it's something we can build towards. Um, right. And hopefully it's something that is, is more embraced specifically in the church. I mean, you know, the right. world is going to be the world. Like there's just always going to be. Yeah, they're going to do what they do. Yeah, but in the church, I think there's room for us to to accept and embrace Mm -hmm. these things. Because again, like the Bible has many precedents. Right, right. Where where men and women are are leadership. They have equal leadership, Mm -hmm. you know? And so uh, it's something that hopefully we can can work towards. Right. So, yeah. Um, Well, uh, just kind of one last question as we wrap up here, Mm -hmm. Kyler. Um, And that is, do you have any words of encouragement specifically for the women creatives out there? Yeah, I would say, I would say your work has value despite your gender. Um, And keep keep showing up every day even though it gets hard sometimes um and you might be discouraged keep showing up because one day it will make an impact and your voice will be heard because you are a woman and god does value that and he made you a woman on purpose um and he made you a woman creative on purpose so yeah just keep showing up and your work has value Well, we want to thank Kyler once again for taking time to be on the show. Um, it just kind of makes me laugh. Like she's on the show all the time. So, but it was great to hear her perspective. Um, and it's great to celebrate Women's Appreciation Month. So thank you, Kyler. And uh, we hope to see you next week sitting right here, actually. Um, but hey, uh, before we get out of here, guys, wait, Kyler, did you have something to say? Yeah, I was just going to tell her, she- back next week, stop slacking. stop slacking well i'm sure she'll hear that loud and clear but um before we get out of here i wanted to talk with you guys um about an article i posted in our slack channel it's from the new york times and it was an opinion piece by leah stein and uh, the article was titled uh the empty religions of instagram and um kind of the the subheading was it it questioned how the um, social media influencers kind of have become these like moral or spiritual authorities in people's lives and uh so i sent it out to you guys and uh we chatted a little bit back and forth on slack but i thought hey let's talk about it here so um in our never-ending effort to rid the world of social media it seems like um what do you guys think about that article i thought there were some amazing points made at the first you know the first few parts of the article um, let me close this drawer. First few parts of the article. Uh, at first, I was like, "Is this person like super into these Instagram influencers?" Yeah. You know, I was, and I was just kind of like, "Oh man, this is." And then as I read the whole thing, I was like, "Man, this is just so many good points being made." And it, for me, comparing some of these influencers who are not—I mean, not religious—you know, yeah. like not even claiming to, uh, you know, ascribe to any type of faith. Um, it's still, it's like, well, the church, a lot of churches have seen how famous these people have gotten, how much influence they have. And so let's try to be like them. And we've modeled some of our, uh, church services just after what influencers are doing. Mm-hmm. Or, and or, so- uh, our, our personal kind of our, our personal like efforts at spiritual life. Um, yeah. Yeah. But or like that or that's not I know that's not what you were saying, but even like person like 
a specific pastor or something. Like he now thinks he has to be a social media influencer mm-hmm. because he's a pastor of a church. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is, it would be irresponsible if I didn't use my platform for this. And it's like, nope, that's, you know, it's just, I feel like culture keeps on giving us these new things. And they always will. Culture will always change. And every single one of them is an opportunity for the church to figure out, okay, what would the counter culture thing be to do? Mm-hmm. But instead it's like, we keep missing it. It's like, oh, well, let's just jump on that and just do it Christian version. Yeah. Like, instead of being count- Christian versions of culture are not uh, counterculture. Yeah. They're just a Christian vo- version of the same thing. Yeah. It's, it, it's interesting to me, you know, on that note of culture and counterculture, um, how it, the church has slid so easily into that realm of um, we want to embrace the culture. And like, I, I feel like we've, we've somehow confused that with the measure of like inclusivity. Like it's like, we're trying to be inclusive, but we do it through trying to adopt culture instead of, you know, just kind of doing what Jesus did and just love people for who they are and then let the truth shine out, you know, in that love for that, for those people. Um, so, but, um, you know, that article, the, the author, she self-described as, as a, as a nun, religious nun, um, not a nun, like Catholic nun, uh, the N-O-N-E-S, um, and, uh, she's a millennial and, um, but, but there's one, one little part, like as she sets up this article, she said, many millennials who have turned their backs on religious tradition because it isn't sufficiently diverse or inclusive have found an alternative scripture online. Our new belief system is a blend of left-wing political orthodoxy, intersectional feminism, self-optimization, therapy, wellness, astrology, and Dolly Parton. And we found a different kind of clergy personal growth influencers, women like Miss Doyle, who uh, Glennon Doyle, she mentions earlier in the article, who offer nuns like us permission, validation, and community on demand at a time when it's nearly impossible to share communion in person. We don't even have to put down our phones. And um, that, that kind of caught me because, I, you know, like as a, as a, a person who ascribes to Christianity like I do, it'd be easy to read that and be like, oh, these people are just so lost. Um, but what, what scares me is, it, is, I think it's what you were talking about, Kyle. It's like, I feel like the church almost is leaning into that. And instead of just saying, how can we present Jesus? Um, they're, they're, they're leaning into it and say, okay, how can I get my name next to Dolly Parton's name in that, in that article? Yeah. You know, and that's what kind of scares me about it. Yeah, and the the scary part is because history has shown us whether because I feel like like what we talked about the counterculture it all started you know like maybe in the eighties with Christian like the birth of CCM you know mm-hmm. whenever all of a sudden we're gonna have some rock music that sounds just like well I say sounds just like but we're gonna try to make it sound like secular music but we're gonna have Christian lyrics you know I feel like that kind of and once people saw how money making. Uh, CCM is, you know, mm-hmm. like non-Christians and Christians alike. They're like, okay, well, let's just do this with everything. Let's make a Christian version of everything. History has shown us that as we've done this, the Christian version is hardly ever as good a quality yeah. <laughs> as <laughs> what it's trying to copy. And when we do this with social media and we do this with influencers, you know, these students or kids or teenagers, whoever it is, their feeds are full of both of them. They're full of the Christian influencers and they're full of the ones who are just spreading positivity, but mm-hmm. may, you don't know how many like, oh, that's actually not truth from the Bible that they're talking about. Yeah. And so naturally you have these people who are just learning these things. They don't have a solid foundation in faith. They might claim to be a Christian and they're trying to figure it out, but they're accepting some of these beliefs, some of these ideas that they scroll through in their feed because maybe it's presented better than what uh, the Christian version of it is being presented, you know, like they're going to cling to what is the most entertaining and um, uplifting, you know, like their, their bar is set. Like, how can you please me? How can you serve me? Yeah. Um, What she talks about in the article, right. um, Is uh, the economy of Instagram is based on, you know, working on yourself, yeah. like constantly working on yourself. And, um, man, we talked a little bit about that off of air. Like that's, that's what's become on our, sun, our Sunday mornings are like, I'm going to give you three practical ways to work, uh, essentially work on yourself, yeah. get better at this yeah. uh, or stop doing this three, you know, and man, it's just so we threw away, <laughs> I don't know, 
a thousand or almost 2000 years of tradition of the Christian tradition to just, uh, let's just do it like this now. Anything, mm-hmm. anything goes, um, and we don't need to be challenged. We need to be accepted. Right. And I think it's just a, I mean, we've seen how it does. It, it creates cancel culture. Yeah. When, when everyone is accepted, as long as they're making everybody feel good, then that's how cancel culture even happens. Oh, you're not making someone feel good. Then you're, you're in the wrong. You're done. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just, I don't know. That's a long ramble just to say that it's a, it's a slippery slope. Well, I think it is. Uh, Chris, you have anything have you'd like to add? add? You have nothing to add? Yeah. Cause I had forgot <laughs> to read the article. Oh man. Producer Chris. Oh, he's too busy watching those God awful long videos <laughs> about that he's posting in the, <laughs> the Slack. Yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris likes to post the uh, Wandavision theories in our Slack channel. <laughs> the no one wants to watch a thirteen minute YouTube video, <laughs> unless you're me. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're Chris. Um, but uh, the the one thing you know, so this this article it is an opinion piece. So this author is just just writing their their own opinion and the, their outlook on things. Much like when we're talking right here, we're just sharing our opinions. Um, but one thing that kind of uh, really sparked my interest is is towards the end of it. So she's she's talking of her own. Um, you know, kind of perspective. And she says, there's a chasm between the vast scope of our needs and what influencers can provide. We're looking for guidance in the wrong places. Instead of helping us to engage with our most important questions, our screens might be distracting us from them. Maybe we actually need to go somewhere like church, question mark. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, do you have the article in front of yeah, you? Yeah, I do. What's that very last... Uh paragraph. Uh, the last paragraph says, contrary to what you might have seen on Instagram, our purpose is not to optimize our one wild and precious life. It's time to search for meaning beyond the electric church that keeps us addicted to our phones and alienated from our closest kin. That's yes, that's good. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, it, it, it's good. Um, but, but I think, like I said, kind of what the, those bridge of paragraphs, that's the last two paragraphs, what they kind of sparked in my brain was like, okay, so if this someone is someone who self-identifies as a religious nun, it's someone who who said, "Yeah, I went to church when I was young, but then I was far from it." At one point, she talks about it's been she's a teenager last time she prayed, um, but through the pandemic and through all these things, it's it's opened up this opportunity for her to kind of seek her spirituality. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking like, well, as a church, and and I think even like specifically as creatives in the church. Um, we should try to capture these moments where people who might be questioning many things and questioning their spirituality and questioning their their existence, you know, with a with God or higher power or whatever, like we need to engage in those moments and we need to create opportunities for them to have questions and maybe walk out. We this kind of goes back to what we were talking about off air, but maybe walk out still with questions in their, in their souls, but with a, with a prerogative to seek the answers, not through Instagram, but through, through a spiritual means of scripture reading or, or, you know, just try praying, you know, just, just try reaching out to the Lord, um, and, and wrestle with those questions. Cause I think this article helps me realize that like people are wrestling with these questions. Um, it's just, unfortunately it just seems like it's so easy for, um, them to look in the internet age and just find a million answers, but yet the the what we would call the the real answer, the truth, um, it it's it's maybe not there or not as visible because we're clouding it in this desperate pursuit of culture. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. I was like, there, why we are not giving people, we're not making anyone, we're not making the case that anyone needs Jesus. Mm or God in their life because we are filling up their feeds. We're filling up all of their time and attention with stuff that we're saying. Yeah. Right. Like they're able to scroll endlessly and it's like constantly look for that next thing. And I don't know, it's sometimes I think it would just be better for churches to just be quiet about some, like present the gospel and then let people rest, let the gospel do its work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's scripture. That's what the scripture says. Like, do not try to add, do not take away. I mean, it's going to do the work. Yeah. Um, and I think that there, and we talked about this, um, you're reading a book about silence, right? Yeah. And uh, we talked about, um, oh, there's a good quote too um, from, maybe not Spurgeon, from someone, I forgot, talks about silence, like talked about how, 
his favorite part of praying was being silent and letting God talk to him. Anyways, um, that's a rabbit trail. I'm just let, let the gospel do its work and it, but it can only do it in silence. You know, it can't do it when we're just distracted yeah. and moved on to the next thing. And, um, there's just no room for that in today's culture of like saying, like, why don't we just be quiet for a while? Yeah. You know, um, I mean, we have a moment of silence every day in school during the morning announcements. And I mean, my kids can't do it for 10 seconds. Yeah. And um, grownups, I mean, are the same way. Yep. I don't know. It's just we're we're not we're crowding it. We're we are doing more damage by the content we put out. Sometimes it'd be less damaging to just not put anything out at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree. I, I, well, I agree with that. Um, I, I do still think there's a, a positive way you can use it. Um, but I think if you're trying to compete with everything else, that's when yeah. it's a losing battle. Um, trying to answer every question, also. Yeah. Like that's. I think that's more what I mean. Like we try to answer every single question anyone may have. Yeah. In some spiritual, this is the reason God's done this way, and it's just not. I mean. Just it's we just need to be able to say I don't know. Yeah. Like look at the book of Job. Um, there's a lot you can you can get from that. And his friends who are all trying to be helpful and give them all the reasons and what he needed to do were all idiots, you know. <laughs> and um, sometimes I feel like we could be those same idiots. That's with true. People's questions. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I mean, we're on the same page, I think, in, in, in a lot of ways. And so we would love for you to, 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 to tell us what you think. Um, we'll post this article on the show notes and, um, you know, give us feedback. We'd love to hear, uh, what you guys think and, and, uh, what your response to, to those ideas are. But, um, guys, uh, we probably should hit the road. I feel like we've been, been, been going long enough. Um, Chris, before we get out of here, do you have anything you'd like to add? I got nothing. Nothing. Kyle. Kyle, the floor is yours. Pusha, everybody. That's right. Pusha. <laughs> well, for uh, Kyle Lee, for producer Chris, and for our special guest today, Kyler Clapp, uh, I'm Jason Evans, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Pusha.